Pride Month is a time to celebrate the various identities that make up our wonderful and diverse community. It is also a time to reflect on and honor the powerful contributions of those who've come before us. We stand on the shoulders of giants. James Baldwin, Larry Kramer, Bayard Rustin, Sylvia Rivera, and Marsha P. Johnson. To them and countless other trailblazers, we are humbly indebted and forever grateful. If you'd like more information on the movement or recommendations on how you can help, go to blacklivesmatter.com partners. In these dark and difficult times, we hope that this episode brings you a little bit of joy and light. Welcome to this special Pride Month episode of the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. Adriana Herrera made a splash with her debut novel in 2019. Jeff and I are certainly fans, and she joined us back in episode 188 to talk about her passion for diverse voices. Now that she's wrapped up her Dreamers series, she's back for Pride Month to give us a look at what she has coming up next. Adriana, thank you so much for being here and joining us for our Pride Festival. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so happy that you invited me. So tell us what you're going to be reading from, what it's about, and why you picked it. So I am going to be reading from Finding Joy, which is my my newest release. It's a gay romance that is set in Ethiopia, and it's a Dominican-American social worker, relief worker, who is going to Ethiopia for work. He works for an international relief organization and he gets there and falls for a coworker who is Ethiopian and it's and it's very kind of centered around the the landscape of Ethiopia so there's a lot of traveling it feels like a little bit like a travel book they're traveling through it i i lived in Ethiopia for a long time so i wanted kind of to highlight the things that i loved about Ethiopia and the glimpses of Ethiopia that people don't really get like whenever you think about Ethiopia you think about not the like beauty of it and the history of it so I wanted to kind of highlight that and so that's what I'm going to read from I have it here I don't know if you can see it oh yeah there's that gorgeous cover I was hoping I didn't coax you on what to read but I'm like I hope she reads from the new book (laughs) yeah so it's excited for it it's a little bit it's been a book that I've been working on for a long time so it's kind of like a little bit of like finally it gets to be out in the world please set up the selection for us and and what we're going to hear from yes so like I said so Desta is the name of the Dominican American hero he actually has a history with Ethiopia he lived there from when he was a baby until he was three years old. His parents were also relief workers, so they were there during the the famine in the 80s. So he's kind of coming back as a worker, and he has a lot of unresolved things because his dad died in Ethiopia when he was 14 years old. He was there to work, and he had a heart attack, so he passed away. And so he has kind of like a lot of um, unresolved things that he kind of wants to go do in Ethiopia. And part of it is like looking for closure and being in a place that his parents really loved and that had a history for his family that's like very cherished for them, but also like there's a lot of sad aspects of that country that he kind of wants to reconcile with. So this scene is, he's in Ethiopia, he's in the South now. He has gone there with 
Elias, who is the coworker who he falls for. And this is a scene of like his first night, kind of like they're working. So I'm going to start. Dinner was a long and serious affair since we had a lot to prepare for before our first survey day. By the time I got to my room, it was past 10, but as tired as I was, sleep would not come. The hotel room had mosquito nets on the beds and the ceiling fan made it flutter. It felt like there were birds flying over my head. That plus the lingering jet lag made it hard to settle down. After half an hour of tossing and turning, I gave up on sleep and decided to go out and take a walk around the hotel compound. They had a nice garden and a pool area, and I hoped the fresh air would help me relax. As I stepped out of my room, I shivered in the cold night air, looking up at the sky. It was magnificent. Of all the places I'd been to, this sky seemed to have the most stars. They looked so close too. I felt like I could reach out and touch them. A wave of emotion hit me as I stood there with my face raised to the night sky. Unbidden, a tear rolled down my cheek as I thought about my parents. Had they been to this hotel when they were here? Had they taken walks in this same garden together? As I tried to recall my father's face, that frantic fear that one day I'd completely forget him resurfaced. The truth was that every year my memories of him dimmed a little more. But here, I felt connected to him in a way I hadn't in a long time. I heard someone approach, so I quickly brushed my tears away and turned to see Elias walking toward me. He was wearing a thick, bright orange fleece this time, and the contrast of that fiery color against his brown skin made me a little breathless. Jet lag, he called out to me as he approached. I nodded and walked over to meet him halfway. Yeah, I'm still all out of whack. What are you still doing up? He shrugged as he looked up at the sky. I couldn't sleep. I can't sleep when I drive all day. My body takes some time to slow down. I like to take a walk before bed. Well, we can keep each other company while we try to summon the sleep gods. The sleep gods? Who the hell talked like that? He just smiled and kept walking with me as I hurried to make small talk. I assume going for a run in the morning won't be an issue. I asked with a smirk expecting him to make some comment about Ethiopian runners and their greatness. Of course, there'll be people out there starting at dawn. We're serious about our running in this part of the world. He winked and a, and a swell of butterflies swirled inside my chest. It's easier to run here too. The air isn't as thin as Addis. I nodded at his statement. Not being up at 7,000 feet would make it less treacherous to go for a run. Elias lifted his hand as he gave me directions. You just make a left when you get out to the road and keep going until the roundabout and come back. The whole loop is about three miles. I run that way when I'm here. Sounds good. I wanted to ask him if he'd go for a run with me, but I just thanked him instead and kept walking at his side. Elias seemed so at peace, un unhurried, so unlike my own approach at life. But wasn't that what I was looking for here, to take stock? to find a new way to coexist with myself that didn't involve erasing my needs and wants to keep those around me happy. Usually when I met someone, I couldn't stop talking, trying to impress, sound smart or knowledgeable. But with Elias, I felt like it would be pointless, like he'd know that it was just noise. I might see you out there. His rough voice in the silent night brought me back from my wayward thoughts. I have to get this vehicle ready first, but since we'll be driving rough for a good part of the day, but if I get up early enough, 
I'll have time for a short run. When I looked up, I was greeted with that warm smile he always seemed to have for me. But when I looked closer, I realized he looked tired. Are you up for driving tomorrow too? Do you need help getting the car ready? I can skip the run and help you. He looked surprised by my offer. I usually drive when I'm in the field. I know all the routes from when I was a driver and I like to be out with the teams. His eyes got soft as he explained and that wreaked havoc to all my feelings. Thank you for offering, but the other drivers can help. It will be a long day. We'll get to get to see some good parts of Gettio though. I rubbed my hands together, feeling excited for the work ahead. I'm looking forward to this project. It's been a long time since I've actually done field work. These days, I mostly go to the main country office to do my stuff. For this job, we were collecting data to assess how well the program was going for AUSA. Once a month, parents would come to the field clinics to get their child weighed and checked by a nurse and receive guidance on nutrition, as well as the supplements that they needed. And we were gonna assess all that. Rain has been over for a few months, so it shouldn't be too hard to get to the more remote villages, Elias said as we walked. That's good. I answered, still lost in thought about the conditions we'd find. Many families in the areas of the country we worked in depended heavily on this unsubsistent farming. So if there was a bad year in the fields, there was just not enough food to go around. say officials were feeling the pressure to justify a few more years of funding, and we were hoping that the information would collect would hopefully make them to make their case. We made our way through the hotel grounds until we came to an enclosed patio and Elias pointed at a semi-hidden bench by a hedge of jasmine. When we sat, I could feel his body heat, even with him sitting a couple of inches away. I glanced down, trying to focus on anything other than how close we were. When I looked at his feet, I noticed he'd taken off his work boots and was wearing black Birkins. His toes were thick on the top and very long. And he had a big mole below his toe that looked like a small coffee bean. He noticed I was looking at them, then curled his toes and smiled subconsciously. They're a bit strange, aren't they? I was looking at your coffee bean, I said, pointing at his foot. He laughed and wiggled them again. You're not the first one to notice. He kept looking at me for another moment and surprised me with a question. Are you sure you're all right? You seem sad. Pulled my feet up on the bench and hugged my knees before answering, trying to figure out for myself what was going on with me. Not sad, just thinking about my parents, wondering if they were here together. This place is so beautiful. It's nice to imagine them here as newlyweds. Elias' sad smile felt like an incredible kindness. This hotel has been here for a long time, so maybe they did. Did your parents ever come after they left? We all came back from a few months when I was six and... I closed my eyes for just a moment before saying the next part because the pain of my dad's loss felt sharper since arriving. My dad died here in Ethiopia, I mean, in Addis. He'd been here as a consultant for the UN and had a heart attack. I propped my chin on my knees and looked ahead, focusing on the flowers climbing up the wall of the garden. But Elias turned around until he could look into my eyes. It must be so hard for you to be here. It's weird, but even though I'm missing him more since I got here than I have in years, it feels different, better, I said, and it almost sounded like a question. Like it's a wound I've been keeping covered and clean, but what I needed to do for it to heal was give it air and sun. I shook my head at my rambling. That makes no sense. 
His face turned very serious. You make sense to me. I frowned at how he phrased that and wondered if something had been lost in translation. But the way his kind, dark brown eyes were set on my face made me dismiss the thought. He placed his hand on my knee, his fingers almost brushing my cheek. I wish I could tip my face up to him, wanting to feel his touch on my bare skin with an urgency that startled me. He lifted his hand and spoke into the quiet night as I paid close attention to his every move. Just because something is infesting doesn't mean it's healed. I nodded, then turned my face away again when he looked at me like he wanted to ask more. Before he could, I stood up doing my best to shake off the intensity of the last few minutes. I think I'm going to turn in. See you in the morning. He dipped his head and stood up in silence, pointing in the opposite direction of my room. I'm over there. We parted ways, but as I walked up the pathway, I could feel the weight of Elias's stare all the way to my door. Oh, so good. I cannot wait to read this book. You teased it on the show back when we interviewed you uh, when the second book of the Dreamer series came out. And I'm so excited. It's finally coming out now. Yep. Yep. It's been a long time coming. I'm excited for it to be out in the world. So... Obviously, we're in June and it's Pride Month. Tell us what Pride means to you. Pride to me means like the a piece of the puzzle for who I am that if it wasn't there and if I couldn't show it, I would not be fully me. And so for me, being able to say that I am part of the queer community, that I am a Dominican woman was bisexual is something that makes a whole me. And without that piece, the piece of being able to pridefully say that, then I wouldn't be fully me. And it's also given me the ability to be part of like a larger community of people. And that's been a beautiful thing through my life to be able to get to like celebrate that. Thank you so much for sharing that and the reading. It's so very good. As we wrap up, tell people how they can keep up with you online. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter the most, at, at Ladriana Herrera, and then I'm on Facebook, Adriana Herrera, and my website, AdrianaHerreraRomance.com. Fantastic. We'll link to all that. Best of luck to you at the release of the new book. And uh, thank you so much for being part of our Pride celebration. Yes, it was great to be with you guys. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this special Pride Month bonus episode. Our community contains a multitude of creative, resilient, and compassionate people. While we might not be standing hand-in-hand hand this Pride season, we stand strong together in spirit. Our spirit is Pride. Thank you so much for listening. For a complete rundown of this month's bonus content, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com slash Pride2020. Big Gay Fiction Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more shows you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. New episodes of this show are available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. You can help support this show with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For more information about joining our community and the bonus content we deliver, check out patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. I'm Kurt Graves. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.